Good morning. Had to be sure I turned my phone off. This is Iowimala, and it's Sunday, February 21st. We're almost finished with February. And I'm not sure where all of you live, but where I live, February has been a rather difficult winter month, but not as we're used to it. So not as difficult as it's been for the last couple of weeks for people in Texas and Louisiana and Mississippi. But it's been a, uh, we have intermittently have uh, bright, glorious, sunny days where the temperature is, what most of us are thinking these days, if it hits 19 and it's sunny, it's a great, perfect day to be outside. So we're appreciating what we have. And that's a good thing. We're grateful. It's really good. You know, the weather is one of those things when we complain about it, and (laughs) I do complain about it when it's humid and hot in the summer. It's really, I feel like um, the the robes are so hot on me. And then I think about all the monastics who live in Thailand and uh, Myanmar and Sri Lanka, uh, where it's much hotter. Uh, not not hotter, but definitely as humid or or more for most of the year. So complaining about the weather is really one of those things that's that's probably a defilement, right? It's like it's like saying who took all the bananas. So um, it's always good sometimes. I know when I talk to my mother, we kind of focus on the weather. It's one of those things. So I've gotten in the habit of checking the temperatures and uh, going back and forth when I talk to my mom on the phone, like how, what's the temperature in Houston? Because that's where a big part of my family lives and how they're doing and what the temperature is where she is in Tennessee and update her on try to have a funny story or something cute to tell her about the weather here. And so I'm going back and forth checking out the weather. So it's become, I think it's become kind of a a habit pattern in my mind that that's, it's like an icebreaker. And we need icebreakers around here. My, uh, my, I've got a kind of a, a big, I guess it's, some kind of steel or aluminum, big bowl like farmers would use for their little chicks, I guess, to uh, put water in for the squirrels. So that is frozen to my patio. And uh, I haven't been able, it's full of water, nice clean water, but it's frozen. So icebreakers are would come in handy right about now. So um, anyway, I know, I realize I always focus on the weather when I start my uh, my talks, and that's probably probably not the the ideal way to start. <laughs> I think of so many people in Florida who are probably walking on the beach right now, or uh, planning something outdoors later today. So I like to think of you guys when I'm. Uh, I'm actually pretty comfortable staying indoors, and when I do get out, it's delightful. But I've been a good, uh, that's made me a good uh, COVID quarantine subject, because I'm pretty content being 
not running around. And that's been a great change for me. So I'm, I think there are a lot of things that this pandemic time has taught us. Not all have been happy, pleasant lessons, though. And we're still going through it. I did receive on Friday my first uh, COVID vaccine. And it was so, it was uh, through Mercy Care that's actually the one based in uh, Wisconsin. And so um, they, it, it was so easy. They had it beautifully set up to get the appointment. And uh, I have my appointment for the second one. And the, that little hospital was just wonderful. They had lots of people helping out, and it was very just nobody had to stand out in the cold. They had a nice, spacious area where you never felt like you were too close to anybody. Very efficient. And I really appreciated Mercy Healthcare. And I think I got my ticket, uh, my golden ticket, because I have, I laugh with a friend that I, I have a couple of chronic things that cause me to have to go to the doctors. My eye doctor and my skin doctor, uh, more frequently than most people go to a doctor, and both of those doctors are in Wisconsin and with Mercy Care. So I think they caught me in that net, so I, I was really lucky. Little, little sore, that muscle was a little sore last night. I did finally take uh, ibuprofen, but uh, it didn't it didn't bother me while I was sleeping, and it's much it's much better today. And I know what I've read and what other people have read say that the second one tends to be the one where there might be more side effects. But um, I think the the same thing would apply there. They say don't take a don't take an ibuprofen before you get the uh, vaccine that may diminish some of its effectiveness, but you can take it afterwards if you have that muscle pain or some people have a little bit of a flu-like symptom after the second one. And everything I read says, just take it easy that day. Be nice to yourself. Then you can, and you know, it's okay after you have the vaccine to take ibuprofen or whatever you take to uh, help ease that, uh, any discomfort. So it's minor discomfort compared to uh, what we've been going through for the last year, right? So I hope all of you are getting a vaccine when when you can. I know that's not up to all of us because we're waiting for someone to tell us when we can, where we can go and when we can get it. But I hope everyone is... Uh, doing okay with that, with the waiting. So I'm sure today that you don't want to listen to more defilements, <laughs> advice on defilements. So I'm going to keep it very short. Remember on Friday, we were, I was reading some of the, the uh, little tidbits of information that Ashin Tejaniya puts in one of his little books. And uh, Wisdom Stream Foundation is the name. Okay, and different people are putting some of their reactions, so that's worth looking at. Thanks, Linda. And uh, w one piece of information I read today 
in an article that ARP had put out about the vaccine, that there is no, there is not even a weaker version of the, of uh, COVID-19. There's no, there's none of the virus in the vaccine. So if you do get sick, you're not, there's no way it can infect you with COVID-19. So you don't, it's not a live virus. So it's, uh, uh, with COVID-19 in it. So, yeah. Okay, nice discussion about, um, and Mary Ann, I know you've really been following it and uh, send out great information. If you get If you get sick after the second one, it's your immune system being healthy and active. And, and it should go away in a couple of days, right? It, most people say it goes away after the next day, but it can last a few days. So now I'm going to read a few of these, and then we will sit and we'll just practice together. Um, tomorrow night, I want to remind people, if you can, it's at 7 Central Time. There's a monk who is, I think he's, lives in a monastery in Canada, uh, and he's from Sri Lanka, but I think right now he is maybe in Florida. I'm not sure. And uh, he's going to be talking at Blue Lotus, and he's going to be talking about practical applications for the five precepts. So I really recommend, if you've been interested in the precepts, which is... For some people, not at all a beginning stage in Buddhism, but the five precept outlines the um, the basic, the five precepts, the very first one. The, those are the five essential ways we talk about our uh, behavior, moral and ethical behavior and thinking. And it's also, it also that they are all about harmlessness, how we can be harmless in the world and not hurt ourselves and not hurt others. So many people take it as a, like to take it as part of a group, but you can study the precepts and live by those precepts long before you might decide, or if you ever decide to take precepts in a ceremony. So uh, a lot of people think that's that's when they first become a, a, a more serious student of the Buddha, of the Buddha's teachings and uh, make a make a deeper commitment but it you can make you can make a, a commitment but the point of the precepts is to start living them every day and let them uh, let them be that's one of the things we come back to like the four noble truths we can always come back to if things don't feel if we're not in a line with ourselves if things don't feel right in our lives, but we can't quite put our finger on it. Um, so when we go back and look at the precepts, it can re-inspire us to think about our speech and our behavior and uh, the priorities we have in our life around that quality of being harmless to ourselves and to all other beings. So... Um, that's what the talk tomorrow night, I think it's Gina Nanda who's doing the talk, and I think he's uh, definitely a scholar, and that would be a very good talk to join in. So it's 7 Central Time. There's no charge. 
And uh, the if you go on the Blue Lotus Buddhist Temple Facebook page, the events now will give you the information you need um, to get into the class, the, the Zoom information. And then, okay, Steve, thank you, has put also exactly how to get how to get in. Steve, you're like a co-pilot for me. Thank you. So I'm just going to read a little bit of the defi defilements. And of course, defilements are part of our, though it are in our mind. It's the little glitches in our thinking that cause us to, um, like if we continually complain about the weather, I think that's a little glitch. Like we're, we're here, we're living in it. It's weather, you know, We it's one of those things. It's part of this world, right? So um, I, I, I'm sure complaining about the weather or needing to have absolutely a certain kind of weather, uh, that's an attachment, right? So that would be our thinking that would be considered, I'm sure, a defilement. Um, but more more of the kind we just look at it like okay this may might be weather that really causes our physical body to be in pain maybe arthritis or other physical things but um, rather than complain about it we can see ways to um, see ways to work with it it's just part of this world right part of don't 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 let your don't let complaining about it become the second arrow. The first arrow might be being hit with bad weather that causes your your joints to become really achy and sore. But the second arrow would be um, being being upset about it or angry about the weather or um, seeing the weather as your enemy. Right? It's it's just that's the unnecessary part. So, okay, but these are these are just so beautiful. I'm going to read a few more that we haven't read yet. Okay, this is a little uh, tidbits about working with our defilements, and it also gives you a better idea of what defilements really encompasses. Be aware of peacefulness. Be aware of the awareness of peacefulness. Doing so allows you to check whether or not you are indulging in it, getting attached to it, or still aware. When expectations arise in the mind, learn to see their nature. Every time you are upset or disappointed with someone, whenever you feel any resistance to the way things are, you can be sure that you have expectations. Do not be led by greed. Take time to learn a little about greed. Pay attention to its characteristics. If you keep falling for greed, you will never understand its nature. Wow, these are wonderful. Many people believe that strong mindfulness is a kind of power. Actually, strong mindfulness is simply an awareness that is free from anxiety. 
expectations or wants, a mind that is free from concerns, that is simple and content. I'm going to read that again because that is so, uh, that is a very powerful statement. Many people believe that strong mindfulness is a kind of power. Actually, strong mindfulness is simply an awareness that is free from anxiety, expectations, or wants. A mind that is free from concerns, that is simple and content. When you have these qualities, you can actually feel an increase of mindfulness. Strong awareness does not come about by trying very hard or trying to focus intently. When you try to get rid of thoughts, you're actually trying to control them rather than learning to understand them. This is so important. When you try to get rid of thoughts, you are actually trying to control them rather than learning to understand them. So remember that. Anytime you're working with your thoughts, just trying to get rid of them is not what we're doing. We want to be aware of them. Then they they will, if they are not thoughts that are helping us be more present, more mindful, they, we can learn to just be be aware of them, and very often they then go away on their own. When your understanding of the true nature of things grows, your value in life will change. Your values in life will change. When your values change, your priorities change as well. Through such understanding, you will naturally practice more, and this will help you to do well in life. When you learn to talk with awareness in a relaxed manner, mindful of your intentions, your way of talking will become less emotional. Only when you are ready and able to watch difficult emotions are you able to learn from them. A wise and skillful person can turn poison into medicine. A skillful meditator can transform hindrances into understanding. Throughout our life, we habitually seek and grasp. To sit back and just watch this happening is difficult. However, this sitting back and just watching is essential to become able to see and understand these habits. When there is attachment or aversion in the mind, always make that your primary object of aversion. Your prime. <laughs> No, no, no. Erase that one. I said the wrong word at the end. When there is attachment or aversion in the mind, please always make that your primary object of observation. So don't just look at it. Just observe it. Don't become averse to it. It's already aversion. It's already attachment. Just always let that Always let that become your object of observation. That's what we call, you know, we'll talk about the object of our attention. Only if the mind recognizes a wrong attitude can it switch it to the right attitude. When you're in a positive frame of mind, 
It is important to recognize it. Recognition tends to strengthen this wholeful state of mind. And that is that right effort. When we, when we know we're in a positive frame of mind, we need to recognize that. We need to be able to, to notice. We, not, uh, we can't be oblivious to it or, uh, we, we need to know when we're in a good place. We need to know when we're doing, when we're doing what makes us feel, uh, like our best, you know? Because if we don't know that, then it's very hard to have right effort, right? Because with right effort, we're trying to recognize what is skillful and wholesome that's already in us and then increase it and recognize it when it come, when we can let it come into our lives. And if we don't recognize it, how can we increase it? And how can we maintain what we already have? So this is exactly what right, right effort is about. Check your attitude before you attempt to watch. This is okay. Check your attitude before you attempt to watch sleepiness. If you resist it, meditation becomes a struggle. If you accept it, you will find it easier to make an effort to be aware. To be able to observe things as they are without labeling is more real and effective. So if we're just observing, if we can let go of the labeling, that's that's the most potent. And some people practice their initial practice in learning meditation is we some we sometimes refer to some things as labeling. So you can just label something as thinking, thinking, thinking. Or if there's a difficult emotion arising, we can you can label that and then let it just pass on. But I think what he's saying, to be able to observe things as they are without labeling is more real and effective. So a lot of times it's better not to get caught up in always labeling things, even if you're just labeling thinking or daydreaming, or uh, sleepy, sleepy, sleepy. You know, sometimes you don't want to get caught up in that as a, a, a pattern. If you are continuously aware of your state of relaxation, you will become even more relaxed. So if you're relaxed, be aware you are relaxed. That sounds like a good thing. If you are aware of your state of relaxation, you will become even more relaxed. And relaxed we can talk about in this sense as being at ease. If you feel happy and at peace with yourself when you are on your own, make sure to check your attitude. If you become attached to solitude without being aware of it, you will easily become agitated when your solitude is threatened. That's a beautiful point. Check your attitude because it can become so nice to be in solitude that then you get upset with somebody if they want to threaten it. Because someone needs you or someone uh, someone offers you an opportunity to be to be with noble friends. 
and you haven't in a while, you, we can we can become kind of a, a well, we can let it become an emotional crutch to be in solitude. I think, and then get get upset if we if we have to um, be distracted by a beautiful conversation with a friend or a neighbor or uh, get out and make contact with others. If you target an object, you complicate your practice. Hmm. Targeting a particular object means that you have the fixed idea that this is the right object to observe for a set period of time. If your mind then turns to other objects, for example, does what is natural instead of obeying your fixed idea, you will become agitated and disillusioned. That's a good point because what we what do we know about anything if if we're targeting an object and we want to stay with that object say in our meditation we might get upset when our mind doesn't want to do that and what what is the thing we know about everything and an object that we're practicing with is all is certainly something that's conditioned so all conditioned things are impermanent. Their nature is to be changing. Their their nature is to be in flux. So you should not be concerned whether you have good or bad experiences. You should only be concerned about your attitude toward these experiences. Okay, I think I'm going to stop with that one. That's food for thought, isn't it? It's not the experience that counts, it's our attitude. Well, that's that's powerful. Well, of course I've talked over our time, so I'd like to just uh, recite let, with you my wish. And it, and, you know, I have to make sure I have it somewhere so I can make sure I don't make a mistake. So we can all do this together. Hands at your heart. May I become at all times, both now and forever, a protector for those without protection, a guide for those who have lost their way, a ship for those with an ocean to cross, a sanctuary for those in danger, a lamp for those without light, a place of refuge for those who lack shelter, and a servant to all in need. By means of this meritorious deed, may I never join with the unwise, only the wise, until the time I attain Nibbana. Thank you, everyone. Take some time and sit with yourself and just be, just enjoy being at ease, and just recognize the beauty in just sitting. Have a beautiful day, and I will see you on Tuesday, and hope hope to see you. I'm going to definitely be uh, listening to Bonte the, uh, on Zoom tomorrow. Take, take care. Bye-bye.